Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, this episode I'm very excited to film because I could only do one horror movie out of all the movies I picked, which, by the way, it was supposed to be ten, but my little monkey brain just can't fathom a tenth movie. So we're gonna do nine, and then the finale will be the tenth. So, uh, yeah, so this is second to last. Kind of, kind of shocking. I'll probably post it last, though, just because I don't want the next movie I do to be the last one. Um, so this will be the last episode, but I'm filming it before the last episode, so, ooh, final episode! But, yeah, I really, really love this movie, and I really lo- uh, love horror, so... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about Saw. I, I really am. And you may be thinking, Saw is such a stupid movie. It takes place in one room. Why are you talking about it? There's no plot. I, I will let you know. I will have you know that the notes for this movie took me an hour. Uh, so that's um, great. Uh, but anyway, I just want to start with a couple of fun facts because I really like this movie and I know everything about it because I'm a nerd. So, uh... As I said, this movie takes place in, like, pretty much one room. There's, like, maybe four flashback scenes where it's not in one room. But the, uh, the budget of this movie was 1.2 million, which is pretty pathetic. Because I looked up the average movie budget, which is 50 to 100 million. And I'm sure if we start getting into movies with special effects like Marvel movies, I'm sure it goes up to 3, 500, 600, you know. Big numbers. Um, so Saw was 1.2 million. And it came out in 2004. And I guess they were really strapped for cash because um, it was directed by James Wan, the guy that also made the uh, the Annabelle movies, the new ones, The Conjuring. And uh, Lee Wan-El was the writer, but Lee Wan-El is also the guy that plays Adam. And another fun fact about Lee Wan-El is that he's Australian. And there's two dudes in this movie, Adam and Dr. Gordon. And uh, Dr. Gordon, his actor, Carrie Elwes is British, so the entire movie, it's just an Australian guy and a British guy struggling really hard to have American accents. Um, so that's kind of funny. But I was so intrigued by this pathetic 1.2 million budget that I decided to look up the budget for the, uh, Blair Witch Project. And it was even worse, it was 60k. And you want to know how much they brought in in the box office? Uh, $248 million. From that movie. So, uh... Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Uh death cells, I guess. I I, I don't know. That movie kind of sucked, but I'm not here to talk about the Blair Witch project. I'm here to talk about Saw. So, uh let's dive into this little uh Y2K trashy industrial gore I can't say the word, but uh you know, uh film, I guess. But, okay, so we start off with these, well, okay, so we start off in a bathroom, really nasty, dirty bathroom, and the first shot of the movie is this guy laying in a bathtub, and there's a blue light flying in front of his face. He wakes up, and the blue light with a key attached uh, goes down the drain, which, that really, really, really sucks, but we don't find that out until the end of the movie, so sucks to suck, I guess, moving on. He wakes up, he gets out of the bathtub, he, like, crawls out, and he's like, Hello? Is anybody in here? And then some gravelly voice through the dark goes like, It's no use trying to yell. And then he's like, Who are you? And he's like, Who are you? And he's like, My name is very fucking confused. What's your name? 
And then he's like, uh, I'm Dr. Lawrence Gordon. And then, and then Adam's all like, oh, okay, I'm Adam. And then he turns the lights on, and they see each other. Adam gets, like, blinded by the light. And, uh, then after that, uh, they, they kind of meet each other. I, I, I don't know, they don't really... They don't really get along, but like they're both trapped in the room, and they're like, "What the hell's happening?" And then Adam goes on this spiel about how, like, you know, I first you wake up in a bathtub, and then next thing you know, they're selling your kidneys on eBay. And Dr. Gordon is like, "Dude, your your kidneys aren't gone. You would know if your kidneys were gone." And he's like, "I don't know, man." And then he lifts up his shirt, and he's like, "Check me, see if my kidneys are gone." So that's kind of funny. The movie is. It's not supposed to be funny, but it's really funny just because of how, like, poorly made it is. And, like, the acting is really bad, but I still love it. It's a great movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Just because it was so, like, revolutionary for its time. And it's also probably one of the very first escape rooms. It's like a primitive escape room. So, um, that's cool. But anyway, they check their pockets because they're freaking out. They don't know what to do. They're chained up to pipes in a bathroom. And, uh, they find tapes in their pockets, and they see this dead guy in the middle of the room has a tape recorder and a gun in his hand. So, Adam reaches for the tape recorder, and he grabs it, and he plays his tape, and it's just like, Hello, Adam. Uh, you're in this room because you suck and you're stupid. And Adam's like, Hey! And then Gordon's like, Play my tape! And then Gordon throws it across the room, and Adam plays it, and it's like, Hello, Dr. Gordon. Uh, your wife and child are, uh being held hostage, and if you don't kill Adam at 6pm, your whole family's gonna die, and you're gonna rot here. And he's like, oh, my wife! So, Adam's like, alright, man, maybe maybe don't kill me. Let's, you know, think about this logically. And Gordon's like, alright, so I heard whispering in the back of that tape, so you should throw the expensive tape recorder to me instead of just the tape, and uh, I will try not to break it and listen to the tape. So Adam, like an idiot, throws the tape recorder across the room. It doesn't break somehow. And then Gordon listens to it real close and he hears whispering. This is follow your heart. So uh, he's like, hey, look, there's a heart smeared in shit on, on the tank of the toilet. You should check out the toilet. So Adam's like, well, okay. And instead of checking out the tank of the toilet where, you know, the poop heart is, um, he decides to dig his hand in the poop-infested toilet. So he's got his hand, and he's sticking it in a poopy toilet, and then he's like, there's nothing in here! And then Gordon's like, did you check the tank? And he was like, oh. So he puts his hand in the clean, non-poop-infested tank, and he finds a garbage bag with two hacksaws and, um, some pictures. But he recognizes the pictures, so he does not show them to Dr. Gordon. He just hands him a hacksaw. And they're trying to hack at their chains, and Adam is, like, sawing at his chain, and, uh, it breaks on the chain, and he starts having a meltdown, and he's, like, freaking out, and he's, like, chucking it across the room, and it hits a mirror, and the mirror breaks, and that'll be important later, but, uh, it's not really important now, he's just, you know, having a fit. And, um, Dr. Gordon, uh, Captain Obvious here, the, the big man with the doctorate, he's, like, Oh, he he doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. So, uh, thanks for that, uh, observation, sir. Um, anyway. So, Gordon starts to, like, put two and two together, or at least he thinks he is, and he's like, I think I know who's behind this. He doesn't, but, like, 
He thinks he does. So we get our first annoying flashback of the movie, because there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie, since, you know, it takes place in one room. Uh, so it jump cuts to these detectives. There's a lady detective. I think she played in the X-Files, but I'm not sure. There's a lady detective, Detective Singh, and Detective Tap. Detective Tap is very important, so we'll remember him later. But anyway, so they're all sitting in this room with this guy. And he's in, like, this big razor wire container... I mean, it's just like a fence with like barbed wire like sewn through the fence. But he got a tape and they find the tape on the scene and they listen to it. And it's this middle-aged man and he was like, you have everything going for you in your life. But uh, last month you took a razor to your wrist. So now you have to crawl through razor wire before 3 p.m. or else the door will shut and you'll die. So he, uh, he desperately tries crawling through the razor wire, but he's like 200 pounds. So he doesn't really uh, do well. But, um, that's kind of like our first, that's when we first see Jigsaw's motives, which I guess is like, making people feel bad about stuff that they, I, I, I don't know. Because there's a theme here, this guy was like, not suicidal, but you know, whatever. Amanda was a drug addict, and he put her in, in, in a reverse bear trap where it would have snapped her jaw open and just busted her skull. And then they put this other guy... This guy, get this, parked in a handicapped spot when he wasn't handicapped. So he put him in a room, right, with a peephole so that he could watch. He put him in a room, and he covered him in, like, flammable jelly, and then wrote a bunch of numbers on the walls and put a safe in the room with an antidote for a poison that was in his veins. He <laughs> he writes a bunch of numbers on the walls, and he's like, Hello, uh... By the way, uh, the, uh, the code is on the wall somewhere. Have fun finding it. Also, you need the candle to see, but you're covered in flammable jelly. So, obviously, the dude goes up in flames. And then we cut back to the bathroom, and Dr. Gordon is like, Ah, uh, uh, Jigsaw technically doesn't kill people. He's not a murderer, uh, because the victims murder themselves. And I, I don't know how well that would hold up in court, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll see. So... Uh, Dr. Gordon is doing his doctor stuff. Uh, this is still in the flashback, by the way. It, it cuts to the room, and he's like, oh, the, the jigsaw killer. But anyway, so then it goes back to another flashback, and it's Dr. Gordon, like, doing his doctor stuff at the hospital. And he's talking about this patient, and he's like, yeah, this patient has a, a brain tumor that's inoperable. He's gonna die. It's whatever. And then one of his students in there is giving him, like, the, the eyes, you know, the she wants him, and, um, this guy comes through Zep, and he's kind of a loser, and, like, nobody at the hospital likes him, and I literally think he's just a janitor, but he comes through, and he's like, that, his name is John, he's not just a patient, and he's, he's really special, so, uh, that's, that's, like, the first instance of Zep being one of his little disciples, I guess, but, um, yeah, next page of my, uh, four pages worth of one-hour notes, uh, Detective Tap and Detective Singh come to the hospital to get Gordon, and the only reason Gordon thinks he knows who it is is because Gordon got taken in for questioning because they thought it was him, because they found one of his pens on the scene of the crime, and obviously, you know, Zepp, since he's been, like, um, uh, Jigsaw's little piggy, he probably took Gordon's pen just to, like, whatever, and, uh, that's when we meet Amanda, my beloved. Um, Amanda is this girl, and 
she was uh, a druggie, and I think she was doing heroin, because it says it in the second movie, but anyway. So, Amanda gets put in the reverse bear trap, which is the most iconic trap in all of Saw, all of the nine terrible movies that they made. Um, Amanda gets a demonstration played on a TV, and that's also the first time we see the Jigsaw puppet, that little guy, you know, Billy with the swirly cheeks, and he's like, hello, Amanda, uh, this is, this is your brain on drugs. And then it's like a styrofoam mannequin head with the bear trap on it, and it, like, literally explodes just from the impact. And she's like, oh, oh my god, that's gonna be my head. So then he's like, okay, Amanda, there's a dead guy in the corner of the room, you're gonna have to dig through his entrails to find a key. And she's like, oh, alright. So she stands up, and that pulls a wire out of the mask, and it starts the timer, so she runs over to the guy who is supposed to be dead, but it turns out he's just paralyzed, so she's freaking out, and she's like, oh god, I'm gonna have to gut this dude, but since Amanda's built different, she does it anyway, and then she becomes one of his disciples, because she survives, so, uh, good, good for her, um, and then the little... (laughs) The little puppet comes into the room, he's, like, on his little tricycle, and he's like, you you should be grateful to be alive, Amanda. Like, okay, I don't know why I'm having this conversation with a puppet, but, uh, thanks. <laughs> so, um, we go back to the bathroom, and, uh, we, we go back to that mirror that Adam broke, and he picks up the piece, and he's like, wait a second, this is a two-way mirror. So then he throws something else at it, and it breaks, and they find a camera, like, in the back of the mirror. So, Dr. Gordon is like, oh, we're being watched, and then he's like, I miss my wife, Adam. And he throws him his wallet, and he's like, look at a picture of my wife and beautiful children. So, he, uh, he digs through his wallet, and he looks for the picture where he tells him to, and he finds a Polaroid with, like, a little puzzle piece drawn on it that says, regards, and it's his wife and daughter tied up, like, with, like, cloth gags in their mouth, and they're, like, literally, like, hostage. And Adam's like, oh, Christ, I can't, I can't show him that. So he's like, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful family. You have Dr. Gordon. And then he, like, throws the wallet back. And he looks at the back of this Polaroid for some kind of clue. And it says, um, I have it written down. It says, X marks the spot. Sometimes you see more with your eyes shut. So Adam, like a genius, is like, uh, Dr. Gordon, maybe we should, like, turn the lights off. And he's like, why? And he's like, oh, no reason. You know, maybe we should just, like, turn the lights off. So they do. And, um, it it has another flashback, which I'm just, I'm so, I I can't with these flashbacks. So, right as things get spicy and they're about to figure out a puzzle, we get another flashback of Gordon and his stupid family. No offense to his stupid family, but they're stupid. And, uh, it's his wife and daughter, and he's going off to go cheat on his wife with that student from earlier. And his daughter is like... Daddy, there's a weird man in my room. And he's like, okay, I'll come check it out. So he goes in there and he's like, there's no weird man in your room. Turns out there was a weird man in her room. It was Zepp in her closet to, you know, ready to kidnap her because all of this happened in one night. So Gordon leaves because he gets a beep on his pager and she's like, hey, come here, big boy. And he's like, I, so he meets this chick at a hotel, but he can't do it. So he walks out back into the parking garage or whatever. And that's where it ends. So, um, we, now we know that, uh, Zepp is torturing Gordon's family. They don't know that it's Zepp yet, but we get a scene, another flashback, and it's, it's technically a flash forward, because it takes place at the same time that they're in the bathroom, but Zepp has, like, a gun to his wife's head, and he's, like, messing with her, and, uh, 
Zepp looks out the window, and then it cuts to the detective, the the tap guy that I was telling you about earlier. There's just a lot of cuts in this movie, and it's really poorly executed, but whatever. So, it goes from tap, I mean, uh, Zepp looking out, and then tap looking in. And then we get another cut to um, tap letting Gordon go at the station, like after he like listens to Amanda's story or whatever, and they find him innocent. And tap stays at the station all night re-watching Amanda's tape like of Jigsaw with like the styrofoam head and he notices like a little gang symbol like graffiti on the back and then he hears like a fire alarm going off so he looks up all the fire alarms that went off in the gang's territory and they find the warehouse so him and Singh go and investigate and when they get there there's this guy strapped to like this chair with two drill bits on each side that are going to go through his skull and Jigsaw uh, comes down the elevator and then they're like, hey, put your hands up! And he's like, ah, that's stupid. And then he presses the button to, like, start the drill bits. And instead of, you know, arresting the guy and worrying about the other dude later, they wait, and they try to save the dude with the 600 keys that are all, like, put on one chain. And then, like a genius, the other detective decides, hey, let me just shoot the drill bits. So that's what they do, and it works. And then Jigsaw... By that time, he takes a little, like, knife that he's got in his robe, and he cuts Tap's throat. So then Tap is like, Ugh. And Singh is like, hold on, don't worry, I'll, I'll go chase after him. So he runs after him, and he shoots him, and Jigsaw falls down, but he doesn't die. And uh, Singh is like, I'm gonna go get the body now. So he hits a tripwire, and there's, like, a bunch of shotguns mounted to the ceiling pointing at his head. And uh, his head gets blown off, so that happens, and Tap comes down there and he sees him get his head blown off, and he sees Jigsaw get up and walk away. So now Tap has it out because he thinks it's Dr. Gordon, so he has it out for Dr. Gordon, and he lives across the street now, and he stalks him because he's like, I should have never let you go. So, um... Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at my notes, man. I'm so... Okay, alright, so they're back in the bathroom. We're, we're back in the bathroom, and we're back to the puzzle... And he turns the lights off because Adam tells him to. And there's like a glow-in-the-dark X on the wall. So he's like, oh, okay, let me just break this real quick. So he breaks it, and there's a box in the wall. And I forgot to mention that with the tapes in their pocket, uh, Gordon also got a gun and a key, but Adam didn't. So he... not a gun, a, a bullet. So he got a bullet and a key along with his tape, but Adam only got a tape. So anyway, alright, moving on. Um, Dr. Gordon opens the box with the key from earlier. And there's a cell phone, cigarettes, and a note about poisoning the cigarettes. Um, so, the phone, he tries making a call to his family, because he's like, uh, I miss my wife. But the phone only receives calls, it doesn't take calls. Um, and then we get another flashback, because God, we can't just have a normal movie, can we? So, we get another flashback, and it's Amanda in a pig costume, and she's kidnapping Gordon. But there's a camera flash. And that all happens the same night that Gordon leaves and his family gets kidnapped. So, uh, we're back in the bathroom again after that short, pointless scene because they show it four times! They show the same scene four times! So anyway, um, <laughs> gotta chill out. Uh, we're back in the bathroom and Dr. Gordon's like, how did you know that box was there? And he's like, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, you did. So he's like, all right, I didn't want to have to show you this. So he shows him the picture of his family all tied up. And uh, 
he realizes, like, I, I was told to kill Adam so that my family doesn't die. And the dead guy in the middle of the room shot himself because there was poison in his veins. And the blood is near me, so if I dip one of these cigarettes in the blood, then Adam will smoke it and then he'll die. So, uh, Gordon turns the lights off and he whispers a plan to Adam so Adam knows to fake his death because he's going to give him a normal cigarette, not a bloody one. But he dips the cigarette in the blood so that everyone thinks that he's going to, like, you know, die. But, uh, Zepp is like, hey, who turned the lights off? I was watching that. And, <laughs> and then the lights go back on, and he's like, hello, Adam Stanhite, do you want a cigarette? And Adam's like, boy, do I. And then he, uh, takes a cigarette and he smokes it. And obviously nothing happens because it's not poison, but he has to pretend, so it's like meta shitty acting because we get like really bad acting on top of really bad acting. So he poorly acts out getting poisoned, I guess, so he just sits there going <coughs> until he like falls to the floor and he's like <coughs> And um he gets shocked <laughs> because um well I can't say because it's a spoiler, so I'll wait, but he gets shocked by his chain since he faked his death and it wasn't real. So, Dr. Gordon gets mad at me. He's like, dude, why'd you start convulsing like you were getting shocked? And he's like, because I did! So, that happens. And then, um... Oh, great. Another flashback, right? Uh, Adam is in his apartment, because getting shocked made him remember how he got kidnapped, I guess. So, he's in his uh, apartment, and he is walking in, and we see him developing pictures, because he's a photographer. And the pictures that he's developing are of Dr. Gordon. So now I can finally explain what that means. So he's in his apartment and he's developing these pictures because remember that camera flash I was talking about earlier in the parking garage of that hotel where he was going to go cheat on his wife? So he took a picture of him because he was hired by Detective Tap to take photos of Dr. Gordon. So yeah, so Adam's there and then Amanda kidnaps him. But he goes home, so he doesn't even know that happens. And he goes into his own apartment, and then he takes a little nap in his dark room, and then he wakes up, and his whole apartment's, like, pitch black, and he's like, what the hell happened? So he goes out, and he's using his camera as, like, a flashlight with, like, the flash, which is really cool, by the way. It's an awesome scene. And you just hear, like, the winding up, and then, like, the ew, you know, like, that noise that camera makes when they, like, wind down. I don't know. But it's really cool. And then you hear, like, the jigsaw puppet laugh, and then he takes a flash photo of, like, a chair in his living room, and the puppet's just, like, sitting there. So then he starts beating it with a bat, because haha, funny. And then he, like, takes a flash photo of his closet, because he hears, like, something in the closet. And it's Amanda in the pig mask, and she kidnaps him, too. And then they both wake up in a bathroom. But anyway, so, uh, they're back at the bathroom again. And the phone starts ringing, and Dr. Gordon picks it up, and it's his wife and his child. And his kid's like, Ah, Daddy! I'm scared! <laughs> and then the wife is like, Um, Lawrence, uh, there's totally not a guy in the room telling me to say this, but, but, uh, Adam is lying to you. Adam knows something. So, uh, Gordon, like, they hang up the phone, and he's like, No, my wife! So then he's like, Adam, what do you know? Why are you lying to me? And he's like, You know me. And then he's like, no, tell me the truth. And he's like, well, yeah, I, I took pictures of you. And he's like, why? And he was like, because I got paid, too, and I'm broke. And he's like, well, who paid you? And he's like, Detective Tap. And he's like, oh, that that crazy dude, God. And then that's pretty much the entire explanation I just gave you, but they show you the parking garage for a fourth time because, you know, they just love showing that stupid parking garage. Anyway, so 
Adam's like, yeah, well, at least, at least I don't cheat on my wife. And Dr. Gordon's like, I did not cheat on her! And he has, like, a whole meltdown. And then Adam, best line of the whole movie, he goes, Oh, I don't care if you cover yourself in peanut butter and have a 15-hooker gangbang. He actually says that. That is in the movie. Bro literally deadass says that. So that's, you know, a banger. <laughs> so then Adam... He, he hid the pictures earlier that were in that bag with the hacksaws. So he throws the bag to Gordon and he's like, Yeah, I took pictures of you, idiot. What are you going to do about it? And uh, Adam sees a picture that he didn't take. And he shows it to Gordon. And Gordon's like, wait a second. That's Zepp. That's that, that's that little shit from the hospital. And then Zepp hears Gordon talking like smack about him on camera. Because Gordon's like, oh, when I get my hands on him, I'm gonna kill him! And Zep's the one watching the cameras, and he's like, oh, man. So, it's 6 p.m., which is when Gordon was supposed to kill Adam. And Zep's like, yeah, you wanna, you wanna talk smack? I'm gonna go kill your family. <laughs> so he goes into the other room, and he's like, hello, Mrs. Gordon, it's time to die. And uh, in the time that we waited for him to listen to Dr. Gordon's spiel, she managed to untie herself from the bedpost, so she pretends like she's still tied up, and then Zep gets on the phone with Gordon, and he's like, Hey, I'm about to kill your family. Screw you. And then he's like, No, don't kill my wife. And then the wife uh, breaks free, and she attacks Zep, and she wins. And um, all he hears is a couple of gunshots go off on the other line, so he's sitting there in the bathroom thinking that she just got plowed. And he's like, Oh my god, my wife, she just got shot. Ah. And she's fine. And then the detective across the street who's, like, stalking the apartment hears the gunshots, so he runs over. And then Zepp gets up, and he runs off, and then Tap follows him to the warehouse. And he, like, there's, like, a really bad car chase scene, but the wife's just at home with her daughter, scared out of her mind, I guess? I, I don't know. So, we go back to the bathroom, and now Gordon's having a meltdown, and he's like, Oh, my wife. And then Adam's like, Calm down, man. It's all right. You know, your wife's probably not dead. So then he... From earlier when he said that he had to hack off his feet, he starts doing exactly that. He um, gets the little hacksaw and he starts hacking his foot off. And we see a lot of it. There's a lot of gore. And then once it starts getting down to the bone, um, Adam it just cuts to Adam screaming so that we don't see him actually hack his foot off. Anyway, alright, so... Um, <clears throat> it was a car chase and he starts hacking his foot off. And, fun fact, I watched a, a Saw survival video, like how you could have survived the Saw traps, and if he would have just broke his foot, that would have sufficed. He, he really didn't have to hack it off, he could have just broke it and then slid his limp foot through the, uh, through the chain, because the chain was kind of wide. Uh, anyway, um, so Zep kills Tap in the warehouse, because, like, they're both in there now trying to race for the room, and Zep wins. And then Gordon crawls over to the dead body in the middle of the room, and he takes the gun that was in its hand, and then Adam's like, no, 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 and then Gordon takes the bullet that was in his pocket, and he's like, I have to kill you, Adam, you have to die, because he's like, you know, severely losing blood, and Adam's like, no, I want to live, and then he shoots him right in the shoulder, uh, and... Zep comes in, and he's like, Look, I killed Adam! I killed him! Please, just leave my family alone! And Zep's like, The rules are the rules, Dr. Gordon! You gotta die! So he puts a gun to his head, and then Adam wakes up, and he trips Zep, and he's like, Screw you! So then he takes a toilet lid, and he starts beating Zep to death with it, like, over the head. And he just, like, literally smashes his head in, like, to a pulp. 
Like, he's going ham. He's screaming at the top of his leg. Like, he's freaking out. And then Dr. Gordon's like, Thank you, Adam. I'll come back for you. And Adam's like, No, don't leave me. What are you doing? Where are you going? And he's like, I'm bleeding out, Adam. And he's like, Please come back. Please. And he's like, I promise. Uh, he doesn't come back. Fun fact. <laughs> he doesn't come back. Uh, so, Dr. Gordon crawls out of the room to go get help. But he doesn't. Um, and... Adam starts searching Zep's pockets, because, you know, he thinks maybe he has a key or something. He doesn't, but he finds a tape and a tape recorder on Zep's person, which Jigsaw must have spent so much money at Radio Shack trying to buy all of these mini tape recorders. Anyway, so he, um, he finds the tape and he hears it. He hears that Zep was just a pawn. So he's sitting there freaking out because he's like, oh my god, my life is a lie. And then the guy in the middle of the room that was supposedly dead starts standing up. And he, he's in, like, this weird twerk position, which is the funniest thing. Because bro has been laying on the floor covered in blood for eight hours. Also, now that he's awake, I can say this. This whole time, he was listening to their conversation. And that's why Adam got shocked when he faked his death. Because he heard the whispering when the lights were off. And he just had, like, a remote control in his pocket. Because one of his hands was under his body. So that means that he had to push the button when Adam pretended to die, which is so funny to me that dude just, like, had her shock collar on, like, both of them. Anyway, so he gets up, and he tells Adam that, like, the key was originally in the bathtub, and it just went down the drain, and he was like, by the way, Adam, you were supposed to get out first. Like, Gordon was just supposed to sit here and, like, awe and, like, die. Y- you you were the one that was supposed to get out. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> no! And then Jigsaw's like, yeah, anyway, I got I got shit to do, so I'll, I'll see you, man. And then uh, he walks out, and he opens the sliding door. And he's like, get him over! And then he slams it shut, and then Adam's like, ah! So, that's the that's the whole movie. That's how it ends, that's how it happens. Uh, Adam sits there screaming in the dark. The guy slams the door shut, and the movie ends. But there's more! Uh, I know I'm not talking about Saw 2 or 3, because it's the Saw 1 podcast, but... Uh, there's a deleted scene from Saw 1 of Adam in his apartment when he first walked through the door, and, uh, Amanda's there, but she's not dressed in her little pig costume, and Amanda is very, like, I don't alternative looking, and he's kind of alternative, and he's like, hey, I like your hair, it's very, like, punk rock, you know, and she's like, oh, thank you, and he's like, can I take a picture of you, and she's like, yeah, and they have, like, a whole little flirting moment, and it's really cute, and anyway, so moving on, um, in Saw 3, there's a clip, because in Saw 2, we see Adam's, like, dead skeletal body in the bathroom, because Saw 2 ends in the bathroom, and, um, in Saw 3, there's this scene of Amanda, and she goes into the bathroom while Adam's still alive, and she, like, pets his face, and she's like, it's okay, Adam, I'm sorry, and he's like, what? And she suffocates him to death so that he doesn't have to, like, starve and, like, die in there. And it's still messed up because she kills him, but it's like a mercy kill because he was nice to her. But they deleted the scene, so all we see is just her mercy killing him. But that's that's the background behind the mercy killing, so I just wanted you all to know that. That they're in love and they're happy. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll get to my thoughts on the movie now that I'm done with my 30 minute long summary. Even though this, room, this movie takes place in one room. Uh, so, my thoughts are that this movie is kind of bad. I love it a lot. 
and it's a good horror movie, and it was revolutionary for its time, because I can only imagine being in 2004 and having Saw first come out and being like, oh my god, that's so gory, how is that allowed? What's an escape room? Um, but yeah, I think the transitions are really bad, and as you could tell by my anger at the flashbacks, um, there's too many flashbacks. If I'm trying to watch a movie of a couple of dudes sitting in a poopy bathroom trying to escape said poopy bathroom, I don't need, like, six flashbacks of the same scene over and over again with, like, a little bit of context added each time. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. But also, it was 2004, and the budget was $1.2 so I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying, you know, step up your game next time, dweebs. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really all there is to say about this movie. I also think it's very, like, industrial. Like, very, like alternative in a way, because, like, I've noticed that 2004 and early 2000s media was very, like, especially horror. Like, even Silent Hill 2, which, this is just a great excuse to talk about Silent Hill 2, because I love it, but, um, it's just, like, very, like, ooh, Matrix Green, uh, Nine Inch Nails music video film style, wow, scary industrial, uh, like, they literally put Pitbull Daycare in the soundtrack of this movie, like, when Adam's walking into his apartment, it's You Make Me Feel So Bed, uh, Dead by Pitbull Daycare, so, which is a banger song, by the way, but I don't know, I just think that horror movies back then were more like, I, I still can't say the word, but gore, uh, film, uh, I don't know if anyone even knows what I'm trying to say, but I, I literally cannot say it, because this is a school project, but it's just very, like, in-your-face kind of gore with, like, meaningless purpose. Um, and I think they just kind of, like, made it all, like, quirky and cool because they knew that the only people that would worship these movies in 20 years were freaks like me that listen to, like, industrial metal and, like, enjoy this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. I just really wanted to talk about a horror movie, and I thought that Saw would be a good horror movie to talk about because it was, like, the first of its kind. And... My entire DVD collection is horror, so it was very hard picking the other ones, but it was very easy picking this one, so that's my thoughts. Anyway, moving on, the message of the movie. Um, Jigsaw, when he kills, kind of has, like, a message, you know what I mean? Like, with Amanda, she was a drug addict, so he tried, like, getting her sober. And, like, with the other guy, and, like, the razor wire, and, like, that guy that parked in the handicapped spot and got melted to death because of it, I just think, like, Jigsaw has a purpose in his killings, and it's to, like, teach a lesson, I guess. But I think the real lesson of this movie that people walked away from the theater was, um, if you find yourself locked in a bathroom with another person, don't. I, I, I don't know, just don't get yourself kidnapped, I guess. That's not the message, I know it's not. It's something to do with Jigsaw's selective killing and the whole, you know, uh, how he picks people that are not not self-inflicted, but, like, you know, people that need to make a change in their lives. But, yeah, I just, you know, I had to talk about a horror movie, man. This is all I got. Um, so now that I've talked about my thoughts and the message, the impact, it's impact time. Um, this movie caused nine sequels that are still coming out, like, to this day. Like, there's literally another one coming out, like, right now. And I think that... It's just kind of, um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's all senseless gore. It's all just the same thing every movie. I think Saw, the first one that I'm talking about right now, was one of the most competent out of all of them. 
Saw 2 was kind of similar, but there were a lot more kills and there were a lot more people. There were like eight people trapped in one house instead of just two dudes trapped in one bathroom. And then it's pretty much like a game after that. Like in Saw 3, I, I haven't seen any of them past 2. But Saw 3 is just like a, a drama between like Jigsaw and his little disciples. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Dr. Gordon becomes a disciple too. But um, yeah, I just think it's kind of senseless and stupid. But the impact back then must have been nuts. Like I can only imagine watching Saw in theaters. And it's like, like the only horror movies at the time that were really relevant were like Halloween. Uh, maybe, maybe the Blair Witch Project if people really cared about it that much. And some other third scary thing, but everything had, like, died out. Like, all the good horror movies were in the 80s, you know? Like, the slashers, like, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Child's Play, all of that. And the really good horror movies, too, in the 70s, like, the Stephen King horror movies, like, Carrie, It, The Shining, all that. It's just kind of, like... I, I don't know, I feel like Saw was, like, different, and it was more, like, one of the first modernized horrors. And... Considering that the only, like, real horror movies that were out were, like, sh really bad remakes of, like, the first ones, like, Halloween, like, H2O, didn't one of the Halloween movies, I think, it might have been H2O, but it also might have been Halloween Resurrection or something, it had Ice Cube in it, or Ice-T, one of the Ices, uh, I don't know, I think it was Ice Cube, but it might have been Ice-T, I, I don't know, it was, but it it's just, like, I think Saw, as stupid as it was, was really revolutionary. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. I don't know why this one is 40 minutes long. None of them have been 40 minutes long. But this looks good, because if I post this one last, then it makes it look like I care enough to make it 40 minutes long. So, this, yeah, this one's going last. So, I guess this is it, then. I mean, it's not, because I'm filming another one after this. But I guess, you know, <laughs> this is it, guys. This is the final podcast. No, I don't actually care. I'm not. I'm not bummed at all. I'm very excited to be done with this. But um, yeah, that's that's the end of the Zero Stars podcast, guys. Isn't that so sad? Aren't you gonna miss me? I'm not. <laughs> so that's that's the podcast, guys. I'm ending it with Saw. I cap it off with a horror movie because I love horror movies. That's it. That's the end. This is it. Bye.